Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 103. We are one episode away from two years, Travis. Wow. It's, it's amazing. True. It is true. I can't can't believe it. We talked a lot about on this show before. Like, we obviously didn't see this coming at all, <laughs> but, no. but uh, very, very excited. Next week, just so you guys know, Mark, your calendars now, uh, we are going to be going live with Chris Green. Um, mm-hmm. so the episode that was supposed to be for, what was it? The 100th episode? Right. Yes. The 100th episode idea is actually happening next week for the 104th episode, marking the two year at, uh, that's next week, Monday at five thirty mountain standard time. So mark your calendars. <clears throat> we will put out mm-hmm. a, a, um, a recorded <laughs> version of the live, but that's not sure. as fun, obviously, because you can't interact with us on the live and of course the best way to interact with us on this live is to go to printonamancast.com slash facebook and join the group because that's where we will be going live in and that's where everything is going to be happening is inside the facebook mm-hmm. group so uh bring your questions your dad jokes your comments questions for chris of course he's super knowledgeable in all things print on demand and amazon and all of that so i have a great idea i mean because this live is going to be you know live two years you know, it's kind of a, it, it's going to be a little bit of a, what we would call a waffle. Uh, yes. For those of you in England, you know, yes, that explain what a waffle, waffle is. Yeah. You're just kind of, it's like banter. You just kind of talk about things and you waffle anyway. Um, so with Chris Green, we're going to be waffling about print on demand. Yeah. However, if you are going to come on the live, I think we should do something, Josiah, where perhaps we have a dad joke competition. What do you think? Yeah, I actually that's a great idea. I know, a right? Dad joke battle. You've heard of freestyle battles before. You've heard of all of those types of dropping bars. But we want you to drop dad jokes in the comments mm-hmm. sections of this live, and we will read them. And if mm-hmm. there's enough, we will we will crown a winner. We can do tournament yeah. style. I think that'd be fun. Uh, we'll even we'll even throw you a t-shirt of your choosing if you win. So how that's about right. that? That's right. A t-shirt of your choosing from printondemandcast.com slash shop is where you can go to get that t-shirt. So go there and uh, a little bit of a rearrangement on the website. But if you go there, it just says, hey, you're looking for merch? Click here. Click the word here. Takes you straight to the store. Bada bing, bada boom. Everyone's happy and you get a shirt. You get to buy one or we'll give you one if you have the best dad joke. So you have to earn Mm -hmm. it either way. Uh, but yeah, um, so Travis, it is Monday as we're recording. <laughs> when we got on the call, uh, I said, hey, man, how you doing? And you said, it's a Monday. And uh, I said, yeah, it's a Monday. And you said, unfortunately. So how's your Monday been that war- <laughs> warranted such a response? The thing is, is that that was like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I, I am. I'm in much better spirits now, having spent an hour waffling, um, yes. you know, with you and talking about different things and playing each other different uh, clips from the internet uh, to laugh <laughs> hysterically at. 
yeah. but no, this this Monday was a little bit challenging. Um, we're still having an issue with one of our printers, and it's just what? Which I mean, we one? can get it to print, but the one on the right, the 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 one that we got from you guys, of course. And um, exactly. So it it just one thing after another, after another, after another. I mean, we're still, um, you know, we're still on track for getting things out, but it's really just so frustrating because we really, I felt like we caught up a lot last week. And so with yeah. one printer down for, it was only down for half the day. It was really more um, exploratory figuring out what was wrong, but we called Epson. Sure. We called our Carlos, who, you know, uh, we yep. called him as well. And, you know, we're like, Hey man, this is, you know, but we are documenting it all, and I am going to run that at the flagpole to the um, North American sales director who visited our shop a couple weeks ago, well, mm. a month ago or so, um, and we had a face-to-face because -face he was like, we're so sorry this is happening, and he's like, please let me know if there's any more issues. Well, I will, <laughs> and you I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I, I don't know where that's going to go, but um, mm. it's really been you know, frustrating. Last time, you know, to their credit, they did uh, replace a couple printheads for us. Um, they also extended our um, service plans out a few nice. more months beyond when they, because of the downtime, they said. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm still getting downtime. What's <laughs> sure. the next thing? And yeah. you know, I'm I would be lying if I didn't say my ultimate goal is to have them just ship me a brand new printer, but. <laughs> that yeah that's probably a ways away but in the meantime um we are keeping a log of all the issues that we're having and we're going to report to them kind of you know i'm going to again i'm going to fly up higher up the flagpole not just our tech that's yeah. coming out um we're going to actually i'm going to because now i have some contacts uh in the higher ups and i'm going to say hey this is what happened and you guys weren't able to resolve it the first day and we'll see tomorrow is the second day we're going to see if what they said right. to do today works for tomorrow and if it doesn't we're going to be on the phone again and it's just very frustrating so yeah that was the reason for my uh i don't know less than enthusiastic greeting <laughs> when you when i first came on <laughs> yeah well that, yeah that, that'll happen and it's uh yeah there's it's very strange as far as the history with that printer i know it's not it so, i mean it seems like I mean, we we had some issues with it when it was about for apparel, but um, not not a, to this extent. So it's just I, I know firsthand for those listening uh, the frustration with this printer because it was yeah. every every week something right. was happening. So. Just very thankful we have two printers, you know, for that very reason, so we can continue yeah. production when one is having issues. Yeah, because uh, otherwise we we'd be in big big trouble. How was your? Oh, absolutely my gosh sorry i'm tired uh it was good i drove back so i was in wyoming over the weekend mm -hmm. uh from wednesday night to three o'clock today um so but it was good went over all of my family were, was going to be in town so i figured it'd be a good time to go visit it was in thursday was the one year passing of my brother-in-law and so everyone was in town for that mm -hmm. um uh and then that Next day was my great nephew's birthday, uh, first birthday, and then Sunday was a party for him. So between all of those things, everyone um, of my immediate family, siblings, nieces and nephews were in town. So it would be cool. a good time to go and, <clears throat> and have a great time. And I, I shared this with you 
<laughs> offline, but man, I'll tell you, uh, f- birthday parties for one-year-olds is a mm. production that just is not worth it. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is, I mean, everything leading up to Sunday was about this boy's birthday party. I mean, balloons and all the cupcakes and all the cakes mm. and this balloon arch and my mom's house isn't that big. I mean, it's a, it's a split level how home it's not that big though. So there's not a lot of spaces. And you know, my sister, my brother-in-law just moved in with my mom. So you've got mm. that happening. And my nephew is now in there and they have their two, you know, black, their black and chocolate labs are there. And then my sister's there with her dog visiting. And then my other mm. niece came from Montana, wow. stayed in my mom's house. So, it, I mean, there was just so much happening in this tiny mm. space. Um, and so, you know, the balloon arch was in what was my dad's office um, at one point, it, this balloons from floor to ceiling, filling up the space. And um, <laughs> thankfully, I had been done working. I was able to work from from that office space before they inundated it with balloons. And uh, but there's balloons in the living room. There was balloon. I mean, it was just it was so ridiculous. And the whole time I'm just I'm just saying, you know, like something would happen that wouldn't go exactly to plan. I'd be like, guys, he's not going to remember any of this. <laughs> this isn't nothing about this first birthday is for him. Like it's completely for <laughs> the grandparents and mm. the mom and the dad. But even they, even my niece and her husband were like, this is the most like extra thing we've ever seen in yeah. our lives. Like there's more. We, totally. So for some, for some, I guess, context, there was a wedding that same weekend for one of my nephew's friends that he was the best man in. And the mm. bride and groom from that wedding showed up to, uh, my great niece, my great nephew's name is Noah. Showed up to Noah's birthday party, and they walked in or they walked up, and they were like, "There are more people at this party than there were at our wedding." <laughs> like the, that's how. I mean, the whole thing was like a celebrity birthday for a child, and it was just so ridiculous. And and Noah, uh, he was teething, so he he wasn't oh. feeling well, and he doesn't like things on his hands like cake frosting and stuff so this is this is him at the beginning of the day right he's happy as all get out that's my niece hmm. my niece and her husband and he's that's just a cute loving, picture yeah he's loving life and he's just you know he's such a uh, average uh, normally such a mild-mannered happy baby when he's not you mm-hmm. know having a hundred on one degree fever and teething so that was him at the beginning and mm-hmm. then this is him the moment they tried to put cake in his mouth and he was not, he was not having it. He (laughs) did not, (laughs) he did not enjoy anything about this, this cake, the experience, his favorite fruit is blueberry. So they put blueberries in the cake, wanted nothing to do with it. He was Mm. just not, not having it. The crazy thing is, Mm. is we cleaned him up and sat him on a blanket and, he got to open presents and all the toys and they gave him a little, they put a little thing of blueberries in front of him and he started eating the blueberries, but he didn't want the frosting or the cake. He wanted nothing to do with it. He just hmm. wanted the blueberries. So he's a very health conscious child, very bizarre uh, yeah. for, for a one year old to be like, Hey, this cake makes me feel, I don't like the frosting. Give me the blueberries. I don't know. I, I really feel like we should, you know, encourage, um, parents of, you know, upcoming one-year-old children to either A, not do the birthday party or B, provide a keg. I think those are really the two options. Yeah. No. Look at me. Those of you who have a child approaching the 12-month milestone, just don't. 
do it. <laughs> That's I put this easiest thing to say. It was my niece. We made eye contact at one point. As you can see from the pictures, it was all outdoors. And I'm just kind of standing there observing things. And and uh, she looks at me and we make eye contact. And she says, I will never do anything like this ever again. <laughs> so <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see with their next kid. And I told Natalie, like, I'm all about when our kids won, throwing them a party and celebrating him and you know what I mean? But I'm not doing a Broadway production. There will not be three or right. four drop sets that we fly in and out. There's not going to be these, you know, tear away, whatever. Like, it's just not happening. He's, he's a child. Give the, give the kids some cake and have them open some presents. Uh, but otherwise, no, it just wasn't worth it. So that was my weekend. I mean, it, overall it's a good time. I went to the fair, uh, in my hometown, which I hadn't been to since middle school, like the County fair, some bull riding and oh yeah, cool stuff like that, which was a good time. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Got back today at three, took a nap, and uh, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, it's the kind of tired where I woke up and I was just like unaware of my surroundings. <laughs> like I thought I was still in Wyoming, but right. I wasn't because my wife walked in the room and I was like, What is happening? And she's like, What are you like? Hey, what's going on? And I'm like, Give me just give me a second. Don't don't engage <laughs> conversation right when I wake up because I'm I'm in a really grumpy mood. If I'm disoriented, just let me let me reacclimate to to the elevation, I think it's really what it was. But anyway, so yeah, that's. Uh, I hope you guys were hungry uh, for breakfast because yep. it's a lot of waffle that we it's just a lot gave of you. waffle, a lot of waffle, which I think is a great term. So let's go to uh, the yeah. Let's, let's just go straight to the the point of interest because we have something that I think is is going to be interesting to talk about. So to yeah. the point of interest. Beautiful every time. Excuse me. So this week, it actually comes, a point of interest comes from someone from our Facebook group that posted yeah. something for us. And uh, it's it's interesting. It's, it's a brand that I am aware of. Uh, they kind of came to prominence during COVID. And it was literally a single shirt mm-hmm. that kind of got him completely started. But the brand Lions Not Sheep, um, mm-hmm. you've probably seen, you know, th- those of you listening, you've probably seen something with that phrase on it, um, a shirt or a hat or a cup or, or whatever, because they have gotten fairly popular um from from Mm -hmm. that from that shirt so uh he is in some hot water i guess about 200 two hundred thousand dollars worth of of hot water uh so (laughs) sean whalen who is the the founder of this uh was caught uh white labeling uh, to say in a sense to say the sense right for lack of a better term so so basically, he said that the shirts were being made in America. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he took the tags off of the shirts that were coming from, you know, whoever, Honduras or Taiwan or China or whatever other country, um, and took the tags off and replaced them with tags that said the shirt was made in America, which, of course, is not true. Um, I think, I, I think <laughs> for uh, the, the principle of what he did, isn't exactly an, a foreign thing for no pun intended, mm-hmm. because 
I think all of us here have done the whole like these were produced in America. This shirt was printed in America, produced, you know, right. The garment which is a totally here, different thing, though. Which is completely I, different. Right. Had exactly. he said that, and he I think on his website there is some verbiage he does. to yeah. that effect uh, of saying, like, hey, these are imported from elsewhere and produced and printed and packaged and sewn and embroidered and whatever in you I think it's in Utah, in America, in Utah, mm-hmm. and then we send them out. So that's a different premise and a different right uh kind totally of context different. than saying that hey these shirts were actually manufactured in america and you might be thinking what what's the big what's the big deal why would he say that i think uh you know what his the, the majority of his of his fan base is, are conservatives and mm-hmm. conservatives have uh, a pretty healthy uh opposition towards china and you know ccp mm. what the, the, just because i said that this i don't know if this will make it on the air but please don't ban <laughs> us um so but yeah very healthy opposition to china and because of that there's this there's this strive for hey let's american made products and cut china right. out of the thing but the reality is is mm-hmm. the gildan's made in honduras or mexico or taiwan <laughs> like i don't see a yeah. whole lot of shirts that are actually manufactured yeah. in china itself in the in the U.S., right? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, you said in China, but yeah. Oh, you're saying there's not a lot of shirts that are no, made in uh, China. Okay, no, right. Everywhere, yeah. Everywhere I've seen saying. I've seen a lot of Taiwan. I've seen a lot of Honduras. I've seen some gotcha. like uh, TSC's you know, home brand was in Mexico, whatever they called mm-hmm. that. Um, yep. So that, but but I haven't seen a lot of tags that say, oh yeah, this was actually yeah. manufactured in China. So. The- yeah, there now now there are some that are actually manufactured in the US. However, you know, like Bella has a whole line of shirts. Mm-hmm. They're 3001, you know, that are Yeah, but they're, they're American. 3001 USA. Yeah, they're they're made in the US. Now, the blank cost is twice as much as the ones yeah. that they um shipped out. They do they do some in Mexico and some of the other countries that you mentioned. Um it's so so yeah I, I think the biggest thing here is like the difference between made in the usa and printed in the usa i think Correct. you know because like on his website i'll just read it from you know this this website that um uh chris kretz actually posted in our um in our group and it says um this is something that they have on, or had i don't know if they still have it but it was on their website um when the ftc actually find them the $200,000. It um it said at that time in an effort in our effort to keep as many jobs as possible inside the USA our blank garments or items that are purchased internationally are shipped to the USA to be printed embroidered laser engraved tagged and bagged all inside the USA it says on the website this process is commonly known as white labeling. So all of that to say that phrase right there is 100% accurate and totally okay with the FTC. Yep. You're saying we have purchased these garments internationally and they are printed here in the US. As a matter of fact, on my Amazon listings and our Etsy listings or Walmart listings, we have a little picture thing, you know, like you have the different mock-ups and all that. One of ours yeah. is a printed in the USA uh, picture that we put as a mock-up because they are. We, you know, I'm here in Colorado. Um, we get these shirts and these, you know, mugs and all these different things from all over the place. Um, 
99% of the time they are international um, unless our customer asks specifically for a USA, USA made uh, garment. Um, but I've had them ask for USA made mugs and I don't even know where to get those. <laughs> so I have yeah. not ever been able to do a mug that was USA made. I'm sure there probably is somebody, but I also guarantee it's probably four to five times as much as I can get them from, uh, you know, elsewhere. So we specifically say printed in the USA, um, which again, like they say, it's, it's commonly known as white labeling. You take a product and then you do with it what you will, and then you sell it. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was kind of, um, it's, it's very interesting that they chose to go kind of beyond what they said on their website and actually removed tags. And this is where it got really, really bad for them because not only do the tags that you have on your apparel shirts have where the country of origin, they also have a, like a lot of other little details that if you're yeah, going to stuff be that's mass, legally required. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be a mass distributor of, of um, products and you want to mess with the tags, you better know what you're doing because you yeah. can get into trouble really quick. Now, mom and pops selling on Etsy, selling on Amazon, you're selling one shirt, you know, 10 shirts a month, five, 50 shirts a month probably yeah. going to stay under the radar of the FTC. I think what happened with um, uh, Lions Not Sheep was they got really big really fast and frankly probably brought some of the ire from the federal government on them because they yeah. were really speaking out against the federal government in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that probably brought some ire and brought some investigation. <laughs> but then... Josiah, tell him how he got caught. <laughs> yeah, so th I mean, he he basically outed himself on a live video, whether it was a Facebook live video or you know whatever whatever platform it was on. But he, he essentially said, "Yeah, so th this is what we're doing. Um, we're, we're, we're there's nothing that says I can't get away with replacing these tags," <laughs> which. <laughs> Uh, not of true. course, is, is not not <laughs> not true at all. Um, so and like and like you said, you know, he they they did rise in popularity very quickly because of the political climate in 2020, and um, it was probably one of those things where you don't know what you don't know, and you don't think you need to know, and you're not surrounding yourself with people who know uh, <laughs> what is and is not permissible. Um, mm. So it's. Yeah, it's not it's not great. I mean, I I don't think that it's going to be a huge detriment to his business. I don't think his his people are going to necessarily stop supporting him. I think mm -hmm. he'll notice that two hundred thousand dollar fine uh, will definitely <laughs> sting him a little bit, and he'll probably have to be more diligent about communicating the correct thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just you know it was interesting because we've talked a lot about white labeling and and you know. IP infringement, which just isn't one of those things, but it's kind of in that context of like, hey, this is something that you shouldn't, this is a no-no. This is another one right. of those things. Like, don't say that it's produced in America. You can say that it is, or sorry, don't say that it was manufactured. You can say that it was printed or, or produced. Um, and that little difference in language will save you apparently $200,000 because that, that is a lot of a lot of money for, for a yeah. mistake that is just uh, honestly kind of silly. That it even had yeah. to, you shouldn't have had to uh, endure that. It's kind of self inflicted a little bit.
Yeah, I'm looking at the actual FTC.gov, um, you know, their statement that they made, and they have a little picture of what they actually put on. So he he ripped the tags out, and then he did a like a screen printing or a you know okay. um, tag, and it says "Lions Not Sheep" trademark, and then it has the small for that particular size. And this is 50% polyester, 25% cotton, 25% rayon. Yep, you see it right there. Wash and cold, tumble, dry, low, lionsnotsheep.com. And then right there, made in the USA. So that shirt that you're seeing that on was not made in the USA. If he would have changed that no. word to printed, yep, probably wouldn't have had an issue. Actually, actually, I take that back because this is the only identifying piece of uh, this is basically replacing the label. He does need to say made in Bangladesh, made yeah. in China, made in Honduras or whatever. But he could have said, and we have done this um, on our listings, made in, you know, made in China, printed in the U.S., you know, um, yeah. whatever, or designed in the U.S. You know, if you're using a drop shipper that's drop shipping from China, I don't know. Yeah. But um, there's a definite <laughs> words matter, people. <laughs> yeah, I guess. it makes especially in the realm of kind of legalese and you know all of these things that are required mm -hmm. um language definitely does make make a huge difference if he would have said like like you said manufactured in taiwan printed in the usa that you know sure um but because he he'd be two hundred thousand dollars richer he would two hundred and eleven thousand three hundred thirty five dollars uh looks like here exactly um, okay. so yeah, so that, Hey guys, uh, don't do that. That's basically what we're saying. <laughs> White labeling is fine. Uh, if you want to take the appropriate information and then put it on a tag with your brand on it, it's not something that is like we said, unheard of, but you just have to make sure you are doing it the correct way. That's exactly. All. Yep. So an another thing, Javis, that we talked about that, again, from our Facebook group, as long as we're shouting out people who have left us cool things in our Facebook group. Another mm -hmm. Chris, uh, is it Pupke? I always, I'm always hesitant to say his name. Yep. I don't know if I'm going to get it right. Sweet. Chris, he'll Pupke, correct us uh, if it's not. I'm sure he will. That's <laughs> true. Uh, he shared something with us as well in our Facebook group that we thought was kind of interesting. And we wanted to show you guys uh, as here. This is, if you're watching the video version, which you should be on Spotify or YouTube, this is, it says Target got a robot manicure machine, $8 and only took 10 minutes. What you're seeing here is this robot um, painting this woman's nails. Yeah. Uh, the, the video is only a nail that it's painting because it's just looped. But it's like, it's like print on demand pedicures, essentially. It's is a, what we're seeing. It's here. incredible. Now, no, it's not actually doing a pedicure because pedicure, you know, you got to get into the cuticle and all that. And don't ask me sure. how I know this. I've just been married almost 25 years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what we're seeing on the actual video is just a simple painting of the nail, but you see a little, a little light right before it, which I'm assuming is like kind of placing, you know, like yeah. targeting and saying, okay, this is where the nail is. This is where I need to paint, you know? Um, but the the thing that Chris was talking about is what if you could potentially like somehow get a royalty, like create a design that people could choose on this machine and say, I want that on my nail. And then you would get a royalty every time that would happen. Um, it's very, very cool. He, this kind of came from 
um, our, one of our magic questions when we ask uh, interviews or interviewees, I guess, on the show, you know, put your turban on and look into the crystal ball. What's the future of print on demand? And then he saw yeah. this and he was like, oh, my gosh, this is a total gr- this is a great answer for that question. And I totally agree. It's super cool to be able to see this. Now, if you go to the, this is actually a TikTok that we're seeing um, that he was sharing. And if you go to it and you look at the, I, I did, I went and looked at the comments and it's like, I don't know if I'd put my finger in there, you know, to a <laughs> robot. It's a little bit, you know, scary. I yeah. mean, but I mean, I, I, I feel like that, this is still the future. It might be early adopters type stuff, but I mean, they used yeah. to, people used to not want to put their credit cards into, you know, online forms <laughs> so, yeah. or a shopping center. So it, it's just a matter of time before stuff like this is kind of par for the course. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> we've talked, I, I mean, we talked about before we went on is like, I think I'd trust a robot to paint my nail before I'd let it drive my car autonomously. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. cause I guess worst case scenario is, you know, if you're, if it damages your finger or whatever, like, okay, yeah, that's going to suck, but at least it's not going to crash your car and you could die. So that's, you know, risk reward ratio, but it is interesting <laughs> to see these kinds of things taking prominence. I know there's some, some technology for tattoos as well. That's kind of along those same lines, like put your arm in and it's going to read it. And, and then start, you know, making the designs because tattoos are print on demand of sorts. Right. They're just very permanent print on demand. It's PPOD. Um, so <laughs> it'll be interesting as well. I don't think I'd trust a robot to tattoo my arm necessarily, but, you know, crazy things have happened, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just it's crazy. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the future with this as well. So um, let's go a little to our main event. If if you haven't been able to tell now, dear listener, this is a very informal episode. This is kind of some stuff that Travis and I were kind of just chatting about offline that we want to just bring up to you as well. And we just honestly kind of arbitrarily delineating point of interest from main event because why not? (laughs) Uh, It's our show. We'll do what we want. Uh, So anyway, uh, with that being said, let's just go ahead and trans, uh, transition to the main event ladies and gentlemen the main event all right we are going to go straight into the main event which is something that travis brought up to me uh that is happening with amazon uh that started as a glitch i believe and uh, he basically it it broke. Amazon broke. Amazon's broken, or it was broke. So I mean, let's be honest, broken in a lot of ways, more than one. But in this particular instance, it has affected people's ability to list products on the platform. Which obviously, if you are selling on Amazon, the main point is to list your products for sale on Amazon. And as we're entering in uh fourth quarter, right? It's it's it is it is nigh. It's very soon. It's two months away. Might as well be now uh, as far as how you're preparing for this whole thing. But it, it is a massive inconvenience to have this platform run into this issue uh that is causing people to not be able to list their particular products. Um, I don't know the specifics of exactly what's happening, but we're going to get into that here shortly. And I'm just going to shoot straight with you guys. Oh, he's back. I think I hear him 
Travis had to take a break. I was running out of things to say, which is not, which is unusual for me, but Travis is here. Uh, we need to make a longer bumper or like a, uh, one of those things like when the signal was in, interrupted on TV, like, it's like the color bars. Yeah. So whenever there was just a, a unexpected break uh, in the action, which unexpected is a loose term given that Travis had four IPAs before we pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, brother. Yes, sir. So I was just telling the people in your brief absence mm-hmm. about this thing that's happening with Amazon. So give us a little bit right. more specifics. You were talking to me before we pressed record about this glitch in the matrix that was <laughs> attempted to be fixed and then broke everything worse than what it was before. Yeah. So we've been kind of seeing this for a couple weeks now and just trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, I, so all of that to say, I, so there's a couple things that are going on. One of the things is like, like you were mentioning um, the ability to list certain products um, is is being affected for some people, for a lot of yeah. people, actually. Um, the other thing that is also being affected is is a lot of the integrations that maybe people have with Amazon. Maybe you're having them integrate with Printify or Printful or, you know, Gearbubble or other things like that. Other, you know, Gelato, um, all of those companies. Yeah. There are... Um, your orders are coming in and they may not be being passed to uh, to your integrator. Okay. So it might not be being passed to Printful. You need to go in and check that and see, see if your integrations are still working because reports are that most of them, if not all of them are broken. So, um, as a result of this whole thing now, um, that doesn't mean that, uh, it's, it's broken for everybody. It also doesn't mean, (laughs) There's a lot of things that it does mean and a lot of things that it doesn't mean. And it literally only matters if you can look at your account and see what's happening because um, a lot of people use uh, what's called a GTIN exemption, which is a global trade number, GTIN, I can't remember. Um, But like a UPC or an EAN is a GTIN. And so what they'll use on Amazon, so they don't have to enter a UPC or an EAN, they'll use a GTIN exemption to get out, to exempt themselves from having to use a GTIN. Um, And a lot of them, typically they make you say, well, what brand is this associated with? Um, So I have made, I've put my brand in there and gotten a GTIN exemption for my brand. A lot of people didn't have like a trademark on a brand or anything. So they would use the word generic. And for a lot of times, for for the longest time, since I remember, you've been able to list under the term generic as your brand um, and be able to list pretty much anything you want, as long as you applied for it and you got it and you, you know, did jump through their hoops. Yeah. That seems to have to be broken now. Um, so a lot of people with generic uh, GTIN exemptions are not able to list products. Um, it's kind of going in two different ways. Some people are just not able to list anything at all. Other people are not able to list certain like new things. So for instance, for us, um, I can still list uh, coffee mugs. 
um, because we've been doing it forever. I, well, right. I say because, but I don't really know that it's because I've been You're doing it. You're assuming it's just, because. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming it's that, which is, that's all we're doing right here. We're just making a bunch of assumptions and just giving you our best guesses on why these things are happening. But yeah. I can list coffee mugs, but I, I recently went to list a bunch of uh, our designs on totes. Um, and we got all of these different errors on the flat file that we uploaded. And we were like, okay, what is this? We're jumping through all of Amazon's hoops. And all of a sudden they're saying, well, we need pictures in all different directions of the product. We need to see the UPC. We need to see the tags. We need to see the packaging. We need to see all of the, and they're just going down the list, um, which is very new. It's not something that they've done wow. in the past. And, and it's not just me. I've, I've been in a lot of Facebook groups. A lot of people in the print-on-demand space that do list on Amazon are talking about this. Um, my best guess is that you're going to be grandfathered into some of the categories that you've listed a lot of things in. But if you yeah. try to go to another category, another type of product, because a coffee mug is a lot different than a tote, um, sure. you're going to run into problems. Or if you haven't listed in that particular category in X number of months or whatever, yeah. uh, maybe it was easy before, but now... It's not working. And again, I'm just, I'm just speculating at this point. I have no idea. I have, I have one friend that um, is speculating that, well, I have a couple of people that have speculated that maybe this is Amazon's way of limiting the amount of print on demand sellers that are on their platform, um, which would make sense. I suppose I, I don't want to like raise the alarm bells or anything with yeah. everybody. But it would make sense because they're getting, I mean, because of the fact that these are print on demand products and they don't actually exist, you can literally, if you, with the right automation, you can list millions, <laughs> um, which makes their catalog bigger and probably less, I don't know, it just, it, it creates a lot more data for them to have to host for one right. on their site. And it makes a lot of um, bad products, frankly. Um, there's some products out there that, literally do everything for you. And, um, and a lot of their outputs are just garbage. They'll basically take the same phrase and use 1000 or 2000 fonts and then put them on another hundred products. And then they just sell you a, a subscription to do this automatically every single day for all time. <laughs> right. Um, and so you get a lot of, you know, really crappy products on their platform. So I could see them, using this as a technique to slow the development of print on demand. Um, and th at the same time, I see it as um, kind of a barrier to entry that if you can cross, you'll have a lot less competition. So there's sure. a plus and a minus there. Um, but yeah, so that's basically my experience so far because like I said, my I'm brand registered. So I should be able to, in my brand, just list whatever I want because it's my brand. Um, <laughs> but apparently that's not the way Amazon sees it. And um, it, it could potentially, and I'm hoping this is the case, it could just be a glitch and they're trying to figure out something inside and, and maybe they were trying to attack this one thing and they changed some things and it really sure. blew up in their face. And now they're just scrambling because when you talk about Amazon, we all know, it is the 800 pound gorilla. It's a massive company. And so the left hand, a lot of times doesn't know what the right hand is doing. And so one, yep. one flip of the switch by the developers or whatever could totally destroy something 
and then all of a sudden the all of these poor, poor seller support people are getting inundated with why is it this way? Why? And they're, they're just giving forms out, you know, this is what you need to do. And they're just, and they don't have any other information. So all they can do is answer every single email with the same damn thing. And it just really frustrates you. Um, Cause you go, well, what? Yeah. But how about this? No, I'm brand registered. And they go, and they say the exact (laughs) same thing they said in the previous email. And it's just over and over again. And their sellers are getting really frustrated, but they don't have any more information because it hasn't come down the pike yet. So that is a definite possibility here. Um, But yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I know. Yeah. It seems like a giant, a giant cluster, which again, isn't, isn't too um, uncommon when it comes to stuff that Amazon has done or is doing, or will continue to do simply because (laughs) like you said, it's such a massive corporation where there's there's a lot of lack of communication and it's hard to really yeah. get some actual answers, which is why this is all speculation. I mean, we could get two different answers from two different people, really. If we if we had mm-hmm. Amazon, you know, if we were able to bring one person on, get an answer, bring another person on, probably a completely different answer. So that's why this is all just kind of best guess type of stuff at this point, but. Um, it's yeah. just, but, but as long as you know that, as long as you are aware that that's the, what you're going to get yourself into, um, you know, it's good to know the more, you know, right, Travis. So, I always yeah. say. <laughs> so speaking of the more, you know, uh, so this is complete tangent. It's nothing okay. to do with, with any of this, but, uh, a little, a little more waffle really is, is what this is. So I was watching when I was in Wyoming, I was watching, um, this documentary, with my family because my my nephew is you know big into documentaries and nature stuff so we're just watching this thing and it's talking about swordfish and i know nothing about swordfish other than there's a team in florida that's named after them and they play baseball that's about it (laughs) so but this guy was talking about about swordfish and how dangerous Mm -hmm. they are And, and the fact that the swordfish did you know has very few predators in the wild Right, which I, I yeah, didn't know they were like sense. on top of the food chain, but it makes sense because of their, you know, obviously the sword. I'm um, so yeah, the swordfish have very few predators in the wild. However, there is one fish that can take them out: uh, the, the rare penfish, which is said to be mightier. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. And if you are wondering if I'm being serious, time for the weekly dad joke. That was this week's <laughs> dad joke. I had to squeeze it in there, shoehorn that thing in before we forgot it. Um, but yeah, so John, if about this Amazon thing, what would what what do you think is going to be the resolution, oh. or what do you think would be the more effective way to kind of limit the number of print-on-demand sellers other than just breaking something so egregiously <laughs> and having people what, judge. <laughs> well what i've i mean i've already told my vas i said hey let's focus on mugs for amazon but let's focus on um all these other products for our other channels um so don't try to make flat files for these you know, Amazon or these Amazon products because we can't upload them yet. So um, I've already told them to kind of basically use their hours in a different way. Um, I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm, 
still in the sure. process of uh, actually me and Uncle Mike um, are talking a lot about this particular issue. And um, I'm getting ready to kind of jump, try to jump through all their hoops. And I've created little tags that I'm going to put on the thing to make it look like it's, you know, it's, hey, this has got a tag on it and blah, blah, blah. And they take the pictures, all the things they want, give them everything that they need um, and see what happens just as kind of a, a test sure. case. Um, if that works, then, man you know, Hey, I got the answer. <laughs> if it doesn't right. work, um, if it doesn't work, then it's kind of hurry up and wait, you know, and see if they can sure. get their crap together. Um, I don't think they're going to ever come out and go, Hey, we made Our a bad. mistake. Yeah, and exactly. This is That's the, what us. you need to do now. You know, this yeah. is what you need to change and you're, you know, they're not going to come out. So you just got to keep trying. Um, so if, if, we don't hear anything or if what we're doing isn't working, we'll probably just like once a month, just try to, we'll have a little test file or whatever. And we'll just shoot it up there and see what happens and see if we can get a different code or a different, uh, expect, um, you know, if it will list or not. Um, right. it's very, very frustrating. I, I totally get this. Amazon has been changing things <laughs> since I've been on their platform. Um, you know, which is going on, going on eight years now um, wow. from the time when I was, you know, just selling, doing retail arbitrage and private label and things like that to today, uh, they change stuff all the time. And a lot of times when they change stuff, it is, it is, they are like in a constant state of beta testing <laughs> and we are their beta testers. It seems like yeah. a lot of times. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we'll just keep trying. We'll wait. And, um, but you know, if, if I have some success with some of the stuff, um, it'll be good for you to understand kind of what you need to do and maybe how we did it. And hopefully that can help you. So continue to tune into the, the POD cast and um, we'll see uh, kind of what we come up with as I do some of these yeah. testings. And I will say, if you have an idea, if you have maybe jumped through their hoops or are experiencing something different than what I'm experiencing, experiencing please join our facebook group and make a post and share yeah. with us so print on slash facebook just go there share maybe something that you've discovered or maybe uh something that is going on with your account that may be able to help other people uh we are in this together we are not competitors i mean i think right. that's the one thing that the print on demand cast has always kind of we've championed that, you know, we are a family, we are a group, we are not yep. competitors that there, there is the pie is fricking big enough people. We are not yeah. competing yeah. for the pie. It's big enough for all of us. So let's, let's try to work this problem uh, together. And as I said before, if I find anything, I will certainly share that with you guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Join the Facebook group. Let us know if you heard anything and we will do the same. Uh, if we, if we find out more or find a solution, we'll let you know here. Cause uh, yeah, I feel like Amazon is constantly changing and a lot of times it's arbitrary and most of the time they don't tell you. And then all of the time you can't get an answer, which can be incredibly, incredibly Emotional damage. So mm -hmm. yeah, that if you're an Amazon seller, that's the number one byproduct, I think. Besides, hopefully, good income is emotional damage. So, so you get uh, nothing. It's true. That's exactly <laughs> what you get when you try and solve an Amazon problem with their help. Uh, so anyway, uh, Travis, anything else before we wrap this one up and uh, move on to well, we have we have an iTunes review 
which is awesome. We have yeah. a new one. We'll get to that. Anything else on this particular topic before we transition? I don't think so. I think we share. I've shared everything I know, and and frankly, it's not a lot. I can just talk a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of waffle. Lots of waffle. Lots of waffle. All right. So here is this new five star review from Getting Skinny Two One One left two days ago, August 6, 2022. The title, Valuable. She says, this is one of the few podcasts that I've actually stopped playing in order to... Hold on one second. We're going to actually try and do this. Oh, I like it. Yes. Five-star review just in. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. This is Travis Ross from 911 News. We've got a special update. Josiah, why don't you take it away? Yes, thank you, Travis. I am here live from my half of the POD cast studios with breaking news announcement here, folks. We have a new five-star review from Getting Skinny 211 left two days ago. Allegedly, it says this, valuable. This is one of the few podcasts I've actually stopped playing in order to take notes on what they're saying. Episode 101, I think that's the number, talks a lot about getting organized. They share all kinds of actionable advice that I haven't heard any other podcasters talk about. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work with a praise hands emoji. Quick suggestion. Share an example of the product spreadsheet you talked about during the getting organized discussion. Well, getting skinny, we will definitely do our best to do that. Thank you so much for following our advice and leaving a five-star review. And like we promised you, you were shout out on the show in a way that no other five-star review has been shouted out up until this point. So thank you so much for your input. And we will see you hopefully soon, hopefully on our live next week with Chris Green. Travis. Thanks, Josiah. That was incredibly insightful. Now, if we could only figure out why we actually took the time to put this background music in and waffle, waffle, waffle. That's pretty good. I mean, it's a low barrier of entry for ideas that get on this show. And uh, (laughs) we just raised it a little bit. Very small amount. Very small amount. Uh, but hey, you know, it's it's all an improv game, really. You guys don't know that. Uh, this whole thing is just one giant improv game each and every week. It really is. <laughs> but we just going... happen to know a little bit about print on demand. But other than that, it's just basically actor games. You know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just a bunch of bits over and over and over again until you guys get sick of them. <laughs> So, um, all right. So we're going to go ahead and roll this one out. Thank you guys so much for uh, putting up with us, basically, is what mm-hmm. I'm wanting to say, because uh, it is a little it is a little ridiculous. So just like last week, in the closing of this episode, we're going to play a little bit of music underneath, because it just feels right. Mm-hmm. But thank you guys so much for listening to episode 103. We'll be back next week with the two year episode the monumental the epic the incredible the facebook live edition of the print on demand cast celebrating two years we're two years old and in 19 more years this show will be legally able to have a drink but for now it's two years and we won't be as excessive as a one-year party for a child but it is going to be pretty fun so dad joke tournaments chris green will be on the show with us uh, and he is just chock full of things to talk about. There will be no shortage of waffle or improv on that particular episode. If you guys want to keep in the loop as to what is happening, we've said it a few times already on this episode, printondemandcast.com slash Facebook is 
where you go for that information. You can join the group, join the conversation, and uh, you'll be you'll know exactly what's happening when it is happening. Uh, you can also go to printondemandcast.com slash YouTube and Instagram for other social media channels to see more of what's happening. And the YouTube versions go up on Friday. The video version, if you don't want to wait, if, you don't, if you're impatient, like, like I am about some things, like Cobra Kai is about to come out and I'm so excited about it and I'm going to binge it and I'm going to be impatient for Ooh. the next season. Yeah, it's coming out next month. I didn't know that. Enough, yeah, nothing to do with this particular show. But hey, like we said, it's all one giant improv game. So if you're impatient, you want to see the video version early, you can go to Spotify. We have video available on Spotify. You can go there. Also, of course, wherever there are podcasts, the POD cast is available for you. Apple, Stitcher, Google, I don't know, Shopify, they'll have one eventually. It's all going to be, everyone's going to have a podcast thing and it's going to be a good time. But if you leave a five-star review, we will we'll shout it out on the show like getting skinny 211. We can't promise it'll be in a news anchor format, although that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't be against doing that again. But we'll see. But please leave a five-star review and let us know what you're enjoying about the show. Your favorite dad joke, a suggestion like getting skinny left us. That was awesome that we're definitely going to take some actionable advice there as well to put into our future show so thank you so much again getting skinny if you don't want to do the social media thing and you don't want to leave a review we'll forgive you you can email us though and let us know what you're thinking about and how things are going as travis yeah travis is he's really digging this lo-fi music which you know totally baby i love it lo-fi is great i love lo-fi lo-fi beats lo-fi everything but um, you can reach out to us info at printondemandcast.com is where you can email us if you hate all things social media and we will empathize with you and understand completely why you have that position at this time in our culture so thank you guys <laughs> so much we look very much forward to having you back here with us live next week on the print on demand cast so for Travis I'm Josiah we'll see you next week live two years baby see you then see ya Hey, babe, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure.